Welcome to Journey Through Classical Piano. I'm your host, classical pianist Yoon Kim. Every other Wednesday, I feature in-depth exploration of one classical piano composition. Regardless of whether or not you're a lifelong lover of classical music, this podcast is meant to show you how important and relevant classical music is to today's world and to bring the live piano concert experience right to your living room. I believe classical music is for everyone, so let's start listening together. Before we get started, if you'd like to support the show, please head over to patreon.com slash journey through classical piano. Creating podcasts takes tremendous efforts and time. I mean, much more than I anticipated. And your support helps me to spread the beauty of classical music. So please consider to be a sponsor. And also make sure to take a moment to give a rating or review on Apple Podcast. Every positive review and rating is much appreciated as it helps other potential listeners find and enjoy the show. So today I will be talking about number eight movement from his cycle of pieces called Forgotten Melodies, number one. It has eight movements in this first cycle, and if you play this piece entirely, it will be about 40 minutes long, and I'm not even sure if this is meant to perform in one sitting, although there's definitely a thematic connection between the movements, especially between the first movement, Sonata, and to the last movement, which is the piece that we're talking today, Coda. Nikolai Metner, who is a Russian composer and pianist, he's one of those composers need to be heard much more than he is. As one of the very last romantic composer pianist, Metner has a place in Russian music alongside his close contemporaries Skrabin and Rachmaninoff. Like them, he made the piano the focus of his creative activity. He really understood its expressive possibilities and his writing is never virtuosic for its own sake, but it's often complex and highly demanding of the performer. In the most aspect of a musical style, his manner is quite distinct. He used Russian spirit with musical thought rooted firmly in the Western classical music tradition. He was especially inspired by intellectual changes of a Beethoven's late piano sonatas and string quartets. This kind of classical influence was very obvious in his music, his tight of musical architecture and the frequent uses of sonata form and his preference for counterpunto writing. He wrote a very significant number of compositions that include piano, such as 14 piano sonatas, three piano concerti, a piano quintet, and many other shorter works. His 38 Shatsi, generally known as fairy tales in English, but more probably correctly translated as tales for solo piano, is definitely um, a music that you probably want to check it out. worked Forgotten Melodies, uh, the last movement coda, is composed in 1919. Nikolai Metner was born in Moscow on Christmas Eve 1879. It's definitely a special day to be born, right? 
he was born in a musical family, taking piano lessons from his mother until the age of 10, then had lessons from his mother's musician brother before he entered the Moscow Conservatory. Can you imagine to take a lesson from a family member? I guess... Well, that is the norm for those times. Like Bach taught his children, Schumann wrote compositions for his young children as well. It certainly can be done, but I also can picture lots of struggles to teach your own kids, moving a boundary between teacher and mother back and forth. One of my friends who teaches her children at this homeschool told me that she just has to forget that she is a mother <laughs> as much as she could when she teaches. Anyhow, during his study in Moscow Conservatory, he studied under amazing famous teachers. Metzner's compositions was actually highly regarded by his contemporaries. He continued that classical and romantic tradition uh, into 20th century, but often took new approaches to the concept of form and harmony. And his compositional styles is informed by his pianism and piano texture in his work to fit a pianist's hand comfortably. So one of the most important relationships in Metner's life was his relationship with Rachmaninoff. His admiration of Wachmaninoff's art was found in many letters and correspondence. He said, I always thought of Rachmaninoff as an artist of legendary character. He was an equally considerable composer, pianist, and conductor. Besides that, he was rare listener. <laughs> Metzner decided the second piano concerto and his sonata uh, to Rachmaninoff. And Rachmaninoff also valued Metzner highly. He called Metzner the greatest genius from all of the contemporary musicians. And he performed and promoted Metzner's work and included them in his concert programs. Also, Rachmaninoff dedicated his fourth piano concerto to Metzner. They both left Russia after 1917 revolution. Metzner and his wife Anna stayed in a different countries in Europe and gave concerts in Germany and France in other countries. Rachmaninoff helped Metzner in the organization of concert tour in America in 1924 and 25. When I play or looking at the score of Metzner's music, I'm really impressed with the wonderfully written pianistic texture, also editorial aspect of in his work. His indication in terms of tempo, dynamic slurs, accent, descriptive words, wonderfully, exactly characterized and explained the sense of music that helps to perform it. And this kind of attention to detail performance instruction in his work probably reflected his talented teacher. Metzner worked at Moscow Conservatory for some time as well. Although he limited the number of students in order to have more time for composing, he influenced an important generation of pianists in Russia. Later, his student published a book called Daily Work of the Pianist and Composer, based on Metzner's note that he kept when he practiced or composed. So Russia, at that time, in the late 19th and early 20th century, it actually had to have uh, some movement of variety of small form pieces, such as Mussorgsky Pictures and Exhibition or Tchaikovsky The Seasons. So this kind of evolution of small form pieces, it had a climax with pieces by Scriabin in his Etudes, Preludes and Poems and Rachmaninoff's uh, his Preludes and Etudes Tableau. 
So this genre of miniature uh, got to a significant uh, equal to those of large-scale work like sonata. So this is the first movement of this forgotten melody's first cycle. It's called sonata. Let's listen just the beginning of the coda that we are talking today, which we will listen at the end together. you could catch some thematic unity in these two movements, which is the first movement and the last movement. So there's definitely a theme coming back in the coda that he develops idea this time in a more brighter key in you know, A major. So the last movement in coda, this piece may sound quite simple, but it actually is very tricky and, and has a very complex rhythmic structure, cross rhythm between the hands, polyrhythmic sections, shifting of accents in syncopation, make it quite intricate. Three against four rhythm between hands is throughout in this piece. I collaborate with a videographer and created music video for this movement. This was not kind of typical pianist playing piano on different angles, but actually cinematic approach to this movement. And there is a scenes of me canoeing on a peaceful body of water, walking dreamily in the woods, swirling in the place in a peaceful natural environment. So I wanted to create something visually represent the piece and mood of this piece. And initially, I actually thought about flying, <laughs> flying over the horizon of the ridges of mountains. And of course, you know, if we, I work and I go into my fullest imagination, it would cost a lot, a lot of money because I would like to go to Alaska, maybe in a helicopter ride. And the other videographers probably have to follow me in another helicopter to catch me. <laughs> So we settled into a scene of pond and water and tranquil of the scene. This particular music video ended up going uh, many film festivals, interestingly, and got uh, many different awards as best music video in the film festivals. So it was definitely a journey that I didn't expect to go. So it was ended up really fun journey and create a mood of the piece in the visual sense and uh, hopefully communicate with the listeners who may not know Metner or this piece. So if you are interested in watching this music video yourself, please go to Jiun Kim YouTube channel that this video is actually the first video you will find on my channel. So today, I want you to think about your own scenario for this music video if you are a videographer and create a scene for it. 
and please share with me. Go to jiunkim.com where you can leave a voice or written message for this podcast. I will leave that link below as well. So now let's take a listen to Nikolai Metzner's Forgotten Melodies, The Last Movement, number eight, performed by Jiun Kim. Next episode, I will explore Metzner's famous contemporary Alexander Scriabin in his Etude Opus 42, Number no. 4 in F sharp major. He's one of those composers that has so distinctive voice of uses of tone and harmonic color. I'm so looking forward to sharing more about him with you. 
Oh, I forgot to mention, I also send out bi-weekly newsletter that includes the thoughts of the week, my favorite things in those weeks, articles, and my favorite music to share in this written form. So please subscribe to it and get in this exclusive club for this medium. You can go to pianistnewsletter.com to subscribe to my newsletter. So see you next episode. Thank you for listening.